everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with Moses, Coach Kelly Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. And it is Monday, July 1st. Guys, we are in the middle of the seven-day podcast blast. Um, today is our regular episode. It is not a part of the podcast blast. That will pick back up tomorrow. I wanted to you know, keep you guys in tune with what we do in every Monday when this drops, which it'll be available Sunday night, late Sunday night. But, you know, y'all usually don't hear it until Monday. So there's that. Before we jump off into today's episode, which we are talking about time to recalibrate your life, which I'm super excited about talking about. I want to give a huge shout out to iHeart radio and all of my listeners from there guys welcome to the life awakening family i am so stinking excited and that you guys are here and you get to listen to all this awesomeness each and every week make sure you hit that follow button so that you catch every episode as it drops leave me a comment and you could possibly get a shout out in a future episode so this week like i said we are in the middle of the bonus seven day podcast blast leading up to my big launch of my book Dear Victim, it's time for us to break up now on July 4th, which I'm super, super, super excited. In case you guys have not heard yesterday's episode, I read chapter two, Come Get to Know Me from my book. That is the, that's really, chapter two is really the beginning of where my, my whole story begins. All right. Um, chapter one, I'm talking about you know, my mom, the life lessons you learned from mom and the things that I loved about her and just just really kind of traveling down memory lane for a few minutes and giving you a, a preemptive view of what's to come in the future chapters. But chapter two is where I just like dive in and, you know, where I first got married and had my kids and going through my grandfather dying two days after my son was born and being in the same hospital that he was in. And so when I tell you there are raw emotions that are coming out during this whole entire thing, like I, I get choked up. I can't, I, I have problems breathing. There's places in there where I laugh because there are some pick-me-ups. I'm not just going to break you all the way down in there. But, you know, the, the first couple of chapters is just setting you up, you know, for, for what went on with my life. And I hope that if you have not listened to it yet, that you'll go back and listen to that. And uh, I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Like I said, I'm just giving you guys some some insights to what my book sounds like. And I will be doing an audible version of the book. So I wanted to, uh, this is kind of like my practice run to figure it out. I did figure out that recording that in my bedroom where I typically record all of my podcasts is not going to be a good idea because there's too much background noise from the highway. So uh, I'm going to have to find a different spot in the house to record where it's much quieter so that I can get the audible done. So this, I, I'm super excited about that though. So when the audible comes out, it, it, the emotions aren't going to change. So it's going to be uh, super awesome. Uh, another couple of things I want to give a couple more shout outs. I have done a ton of interviews on other podcasts this week. Like literally I did one interview every day this week. Super freaking amazing. Shout out to Miss LaShonda over at CQP Moments podcast. She did it. I did an interview to be on her podcast and I was on, that's the second time I've done an interview on her podcast. She is super amazing. Love, love, love her. And she is also the inspiration for today's podcast because this, this podcast comes from a post that was on her page. Um, and it was a repost that she got from somebody else. And I'll get into that in just a moment. Also want to give uh, another huge shout out to Miss Angelica over at A Little Bit of Everything with Me. Did a great interview with her. I think she's going to post that on Tuesday on the 2nd. Also over uh, thanks to Joey over at Joey's Brave Change. His podcast actually posted on Friday and we were talking about, you know, me writing my first book, what made me wanted to what made me want to write it and part of the self self-publishing journey. Uh, so there is a link in the bio for him if you want to go listen to that. Big shout out to Fallon over at the Ask, Ask Fallon podcast. We did an actual live broadcast on her IG at ask.fallon. Uh, so you can check that out there with her. And then I also did an amazing interview with Anthony Trucks over at the All Shift podcast. And, and I think it's going to get posted on Wednesday. But when all of these podcasts drop, I'll update the links in the show notes so you guys can go listen to them whenever you get a few minutes okay 
So just thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all your love and support and helping me reach my dream of hitting Amazon bestseller. I so love you guys from the bottom of my heart. And so let's get on with today's stuff. So today I want to talk about it's time to recalibrate your life. You know, uh, last week's episode was asking you, are you a flatliner? And my girl, Lisa, Lisa from Atlanta, Lisa Ruff, she's one of my dear friends. And you've heard, you've heard me talk about the part of my story quite often where I had two car accidents in six months. They both totaled my car. And that last one, I ended up having to ride the bus like every day for a year to get back and forth to work. She was one of the people that would come and pick me up. So I made it to church on Sunday. Her my best friend, Tanya, and there was another lady, uh, Michelle, the three of them, that was, they always made sure that I had a ride to get to and from church every Sunday. I never missed church because of them. And I am so thankful and so grateful for them. And so she, (laughs) she texted me this morning and she was like, Hey girl, it's me again. (laughs) And she was sharing with me that she was talking with a friend about, you know, she felt like she just flatlined in her life and she didn't, you know, she's feeling kind of lost and trying to figure out what she wanted to do next or what she needed to do next. And then she starts scrolling through my podcast episodes and guess what podcast she scrolls upon? Are you a flatliner? And she started listening it and she was like, girl, you just got me. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I started doing that podcast. And when I, you know, edited it and then posted it, I was like, oh, you know, I didn't think I was like all up in somebody's grill in that podcast, but like, I, that's going to sting some people, especially if they're in that headspace. And she was like, oh yeah, you got me. This is, this is really kind of like a follow-up podcast to, are you a flatliner? So if this is your first podcast, feel free to listen to this one first or go back and listen to, are you a flatliner? And then you'll, you know, this one, this one will make sense regardless of whether you listen to that one or not. But I would encourage you to listen to that podcast because it's just a, a continuation, so to speak. So, but like I, when I said in the beginning, LaShonda, love her to death. She posted a, it was a repost from Sharika Matthews. And it says, you know, to recalibrate means to adjust precisely for a particular function again. And then it goes on to talk about like, when was the last time you recalibrated your thoughts, decisions, or actions? If you're not doing it daily, then you're not doing it enough. And it goes on from there. And so uh, let's take a minute and listen to my sponsors for this week because they are the bomb.com and I appreciate them so much. And we will be right back with, it's time to recalibrate your life. Hey everybody, this is Coach Kelly Tammy. I hope you are really enjoying the Life Awakening podcast. And I wonder, did you know that you can actually get paid to listen to my podcast? I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. I just found this awesome new app. It's called PodCoin, and you actually get paid to listen to my podcast or any other podcast that you want to listen to. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you choose, you can donate it to a PodCoin charity of your choice. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Go right now and download the app on your iPhone or Android. And I have a special code for you. Simply use the code LIFEAWAKENING and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough podcasts on here, you'll get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code Life Awakening. I swear it'll change the way that you listen to podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So as I was sharing right before we ended off, the title of this is It's Time to Recalibrate Your Life. So what exactly does that mean? We get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life that we just put things in neutral and we just kind of coast. You know what I mean? We don't think about where we're going or what we're doing. We just have this daily routine. We get up, we go to work, we come home, we eat dinner, we watch TV, we go to bed, and the next day is on a repeat over and over and over and over again. And then on the weekends, you're binge watching Netflix or binge watching Hulu, or you might go on vacation and hit the beach or whatever. But For the most part, like you're on this never ending cycle of 
mundane, average living. There's no excitement in your life. There's nothing. You don't have any goals that you're working towards. You don't have a side hustle. You don't, you know what I mean? You may be busy with the kids and they've got their extracurricular activities and stuff that they're doing, but what are you doing for you? Like, are you, have you been caught up in like this negative cycle of everything in your life is just shitty? You know what I mean? Like all your thoughts are negative. Everything that you do turns out a negative response. Like we've been there. We've all been there. I was there for a really long time and it caused me to have a stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills back in 2009. Like I'm very candid and very transparent about where I came from and, and how I made it to where I am right now. And a person that loves life and loves inspiring other people. And I just want to show you that you are enough and you can create whatever kind of life it is that you want at any given time. You just have to make the decision. So Miss LaShonda, girl, I love you. You are so amazing. She, she posts, she's reading my book right now and she's been posting, <laughs> she's been posting her favorite quotes from my book, which girl, I love you. Appreciate you so much. And she made this post from, uh, it's a repost from Sharika Matthews. And so I'm just going to read this and then I'm going to dive into what I want to talk about here. Because everything that she's saying here is stuff that I've said in previous podcasts. So this one says, when was the last time you recalibrated your thoughts, decisions, or actions? If you're not doing it daily, you're not doing it enough. The question I ask myself to signal that it's time to recalibrate is, is this how I want to feel? Is this... If this is not how I want to feel, whether that feeling is stressed, unhappiness, offended, trapped, or bothered, what can I do to change that? The key is never to get another person to change. The key is to change your behavior and your decisions. This will empower you to change your environments, do something different in your relationships, and to make your well-being a priority. Daily recalibration helps you to find your true north again, to realign your actions, decisions, and relationships with your core values. Daily recalibration helps you avoid extreme emotional and mental ups and downs throughout your day. Recalibration is imperative to your mental, emotional, and spiritual growth. What can you do to make sure you remember to make adjustments and recalibrate daily? Like, that's powerful. Like, there's one of my podcasts is, do you ever think about what you think about? And it talks about your thought patterns on a daily basis. Like, so I, and I'm just going to recap that one for just a second, because I want to get you guys caught up in case it's been a while since you listened to that one. Like, do you ever think about what you think about? On average, we have a minimum, a minimum 60,000 plus thoughts that run through our head a day. So I'm going to use 60,000 because it makes the numbers easy for me. If you have 60,000 plus thoughts going through your head each and every day, and you're more on the negative side of life than you are on the positive side of life, you've not done a whole lot of personal development and you're just living that, what I like to call average living or mundane living. There's no excitement in your life. What I described in the beginning when I was talking about you're just on this never ending merry-go-round that just kind of sucks. So if you're more on that negative side and the first thought that you have when something happens becomes negative, I would venture to guess that 75%, three quarters of your thoughts are negative out of that 60,000. Do you know what that number means? That means 45,000 of your thoughts that run through your head every single freaking day is negative. 45,000 negative thoughts running through your head. 95% of those are repetitive thoughts. Do you tell yourself you're fat? Do you tell yourself you're ugly? Do you tell yourself you're not good enough? Do you tell yourself you're not lovable? Do you tell yourself that you're broke, busted, and disgusted? Do you tell yourself that you're sick of living paycheck to paycheck, but you're not willing to step outside your comfort zone and work on your off hours on a side hustle to make your life better? Are those the same things that you keep telling yourself? Are you listening to outside forces that tell you that you're not good enough? Or do you have folks in your camp that are telling you, oh, why are you, why, why you trying to do a side hustle? You think you better than us? Those ain't people that's on your team. That's people that are drilling holes in your boat when you ain't looking. Like, so that's another, that's a podcast for another day. I, I've already done several about, you know, you got to know your circle. Like if your people, like if, so, ooh, I'm going to get on fire. So, but y'all, y'all strap up. It's coming. Like I'm, I'm going to be all up in your grill today. All up in your grill. I am fired up. I am fired up, fired up, fired up, fired up. Like, you know, the old cheerleader, like fired up, fired up. <laughs> and I was never a cheerleader. So let me preface that. Uh, no. But so like li- seriously, though, if you got folks it on your in 
in your camp. I'm not even going to say on your team because they ain't on your team. Number one, that may be hard to hear because they may have been your friend. And I'm putting that in quotation marks as I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. They may be your friend. They ain't your friend. They in the, when you ain't looking, they drilling hole in your boat. They talking behind your back. They, they, they want you to think that, you know, you better than everybody else because they don't know how to do what it is that you're doing. They're jealous because you trying to get out the hood or you trying to better yourself. You're trying to have a better home, a better car, a better life. They're trying to leave a legacy for your family. You're tired of living paycheck to paycheck. You're tired of going out and hitting the bar every weekend because what is that doing for you? Is it doing anything to elevate you? Is that doing anything to elevate your spiritual life? Is it doing anything to elevate your emotional life? Is it doing anything to elevate your professional life? Are you at a job that you're doing just enough to get fired and they're paying you just enough not to quit? Think about that. If you got somebody that's telling you that's okay for your job, they ain't your friend. So all of those negative thoughts, those 45,000 negative ass thoughts running through your head, it's an angry fucking ocean. It's an angry fucking ocean. And so if you're praying to God and you're saying, God, please help me. I need this. I need that. I need this. Or I would like to have this, that, or the other. What, what can I do to make this better? Well, you know what? God speaks in a still quiet voice. You can go back to my podcast, prayer versus meditation, or it's not even a verses. It's prayer and meditation. You, you pray to God and tell him what it is that you want. You thank him for the things that he's given. You thank him for waking you up every single day. God's source, higher power, inner being, whatever you call it, doesn't, doesn't matter. It's all the same to me. What, whatever your belief structure is, as far as believing in a higher power and them blessing you with the life it is that you want. Well, in order for you to hear your higher power, your mind has to be quiet because your higher power is not going to yell at you. That's my job. <laughs> your higher power is not going to yell at you. Your higher power is not going to get in your face and say, hey, dummy, let me shake you like a fucking glow stick until your light comes on so you can hear me. What he's going to do is he's going to take the wheels off until you hit a wall and then you say, okay, it's time for me to listen to you. Meditation is the way to quiet the angry ocean. Because if you've got an angry ocean in your head, he can throw the Empire State Building into the angry ocean and you ain't going to hear shit. Like for real. Think about that. You ever been sitting out on the beach and a storm's coming and you watch the waves and they're angry. Like they're splashing up against each other. You get these huge sprays and like you can sit, be sitting back from where the waves are crashing and you're still getting sprayed in the face because the, that, the waves are, are slapping together so hard. Or you ever been out on a boat and get caught up in a storm and how the waves toss you around and it's just water everywhere and winds blowing? That's what your mind is like when you are on the negative side of life and you've got those 45,000 plus negative thoughts running through your head on a daily basis. Like seriously, your higher power could throw the Empire, St the Empire State Building saying, hey, your blessing is on the corner of Faith Avenue and Happiness Corner and you ain't going to know it because you can't hear him over all the negativity in your head. So in order to get the negativity to quiet down, to settle down, to be, to, to be a calm sea or still pond, that's even better. So when you learn how to meditate, and, then, and I, I, I walk you through a guided meditation at the end of that. I walk you through a guided meditation at the end of a prayer and meditation podcast, a few podcasts back. And I give you reasons why it's all beneficial. But anyway, when you learn how to quiet your mind and all you need is like, if you could get five minutes, start with five minutes. Don't stress yourself out trying to sit there for 30, 45 minutes or an hour. I, I don't do that. 20 minutes is what I do. And, and it took me a minute to build up to 20 minutes. I, I normally do 20, 25 minutes, depending. I get a minimum of 15 minutes every day. I, I'll get 15. And if, I, if I'm deep in that meditation, it feels good. I will reset my timer and I'll go another 15 minutes and I'll sit there for 30. I did that yesterday. Yesterday, I got a good 30, 35 minutes in with my meditation. I was sitting outside by the pool. It was great. That's probably why I'm so fired up today and got all this inspiration flowing. But when you get into that meditative state and your mind gets quiet, your thought, there's no thoughts, none. So instead of having that angry ass ocean in your head, it's now a still quiet pond. Your higher power, God's source inner being could skip a rock across that pond and you're going to get the message. You're going to have a thought 
that will drop down into your head that you will know it did not come to you, come from you. Because it may be something odd that is so out of character. Like instead of going to the usual Starbucks that you go to, it says, hey, go over here to Badass Coffee on Carmel Mountain Road. Well, why am I going there? I always go to Starbucks. Just follow your intuition. You know that gut instinct that you have? That's your higher power, God's source, inner being, whatever. They're giving you the instructions on where to go and where to show up so that you can meet with the person you need to cross paths with to get you to the next step towards your goal or your dream. That is part of recalibration. When you meditate, you'll recalibrate. You're teaching your mind, hey, I need you to shut up for a minute. I need you to be quiet. I need some peace. I need some quiet. Because when you're, so all my law of attraction, all my law of attraction folks, depending on how long you've been been studying this and practicing and and working with it, the law of attraction, I'm going to tell you, especially if you're new to this, this is an equal opportunity employer is what I like to call it. Whatever you think about, whatever you focus on grows. So if you're on the negative side of life and you're thinking all that negative bullshit that's in your head, well, guess what? The universe is like, okay, I'm going to give you more stuff to prove that all of that is fact. I'm going to give you more situations, circumstances, and people in your life to validate all of that garbage that you've been thinking about. The universe does not know the word no. If you say, I don't want this, it says, okay, I'm going to give you more of this. Now, if you can start thinking about what you think about, start catching your negative thoughts and flip them over to the positive side of life. And I'm going to tell you, that's not necessarily always an easy jump. Okay. So for those of you that are, that may be new, because like I said, I got my iHeart crew here today. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Y'all don't know my story yet because this is the first time that you've heard me. So like I went through a dark depression in 2009 where I had a stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills. When I say my ass was negative, everything that came out of my mouth was angry and negative. Everything. I was a 42 year old stripper trying not to be homeless. If you looked on my memories on my Facebook 2008, I think it's when I joined Facebook to end of 2008, beginning in 2009, I had 60 to one negative post to a positive. My girl, Kim, she listens on here all the time. She'll tell you, she'd see that one little glimmer of light on there where I'd post something positive on my, on my Facebook. She's like, yes, there is light in there. And then the next 59 posts would be negative ass bullshit. And she'd be like, damn. So like I had a, a eight lane, triple decker, super highway of negativity going on. Talk to me today. There ain't nothing negative coming out of my mouth. Every now and then I might slip up with a couple of my words, but my intentions and my thoughts are all positive. And I'm, I'm very aware of everything that goes on in my body, in my thoughts, in my emotions. Because if you're on the negative side of life, I would bet $100 to a quarter that your emotions run you and you don't run your emotions. I would bet that every time your emotions get out of control, whether it's sadness, hurt, pain, depression, anger, hatred, whatever that looks like, once that thought comes, it is a runaway train that you can't stop. And if you think about it, other people start coming up and say, oh yeah, I had this happen. And now all of y'all are on the same negative runaway train. Talking about maybe different circumstances and stuff that happen, but it's all negative and it's all, and it's gaining momentum. So when you get that train going, the only way to stop it, you got three ways you can stop it. You can either meditate, but usually by the time it gets that far along, when the, it, I, I haven't been to San Francisco, but I have seen on TV and I've heard other people talk about like when you're at the top of that hill and you're heading down toward the bay, you better have some good brakes. So if you put your car in neutral and if you listen to Abraham Hicks, she talks about this story all the time. If you, if you put your car in neutral up at the top of one of those hills and you have a thought and you realize it's negative before it gets before 17 seconds gets a hold of it if you jump in front of the car you can stop it from running down the hill or the other option is you can get down at the bottom of the hill and say okay i'm going to stop the car before it goes into the bay that's not going to be a real pleasant ride for you because when that car there's no stopping it down at the bottom of the hill 
that's what happens when the momentum, that's that eight lane super decker, that's that eight lane super highway that's, you know, triple decker that I had going on. There was no stopping all of that. It took me becoming a personal trainer and saying, okay, this is not okay anymore. I have to change. That was my light switch moment. But I still had a lot of work left to do to get to where I am now. It's being aware. Okay. That's the, that's what I mean by recalibrate. You have to be aware. You have to be thinking about what you think about. You have to want to change. You have to want something different. Maybe you haven't really thought about this because you forgot how to dream. Maybe you don't have any goals. Maybe you just don't know what it is that you want. And so you never tried to go any better. You know what I mean? You, you, you never tried to turn right, turn left or go straight or whatever that looks like because you don't have a destination. Like you, I, I, how are you going to do something if you don't have a destination? That'd be like getting in your car, turning on your GPS and saying, just take me somewhere fun. But you don't put in an address. You're going to end up somewhere else. So if you don't have a goal or you don't have a dream, you don't have a destination. You need to drop a pin on your Google Maps of life in order to figure out what the hell it is that you want in a direction. You need a direction to go. Now, I'm not saying that whatever that dream or goal is can't be changed. Anything can be changed. It's your life. You get to create whatever the hell it is that you want to create in your life. Like if you would have told me 10 years ago that... Number one, I was going to be a published author, soon to be best-selling author. If you'd have told me that I was going to write a book and publish it, I would have laughed at you hysterically. I didn't like to read, much less write. I didn't start writing until 2013. I had a successful blog going then. I had started writing my book, but I was still too hurt and still too angry because I still had a lot of unanswered questions about things. And so I had to put it down. And then my mom passed away. And then my fiance broke up with me the day after I picked up my mom's remains. Like, ugh, we ain't, we ain't even getting into that story today. You can go read my book and it'll tell you all about it. But I, I had to figure out what to do with my life. Like 10 years ago, I, didn't, I had no desire whatsoever to be an author. I had no desire to write. Hell, I didn't want to read. You know what I mean? I was just trying, trying to figure out how to want to be able to live. I was trying to figure out how to want to breathe every day because I hated my life back then. Now, fast forward to when I passed my test as a personal trainer, like I, I ended up losing 50 pounds in three months. And that's where the personal trainer dream was born in, in 2010. It took me two years, little two years and three months to pass that exam. And when I passed that, I, like it was, it was a far off light in the distance. I still had a lot of doubt in my head that I could do it, but I had just enough belief because looking at my past results as a student in high school, I was great at studying. I was great at passing tests. That was one thing I was really, really good at. So I leaned into, Tammy, you were great in school and I I, and I had the negative thoughts. Hey, you're 42 years old. What makes you think you can do this? But I had a best friend, Michelle, who said, Tammy, you are great at this because I helped myself, her and my uh, roommate at the time, Laura, between the three of us, we lost almost 150 pounds together in three months. So I had proof positive that I could train me and my friends I had proof positive that I knew how to study in past exams because I made A's and B's without trying very hard in school. So that was a win. I had enough of a belief structure that if I dedicated myself to the studying, I knew I could pass that test. Even, the, even with the negative thoughts in my, in my head, there was enough grounded belief in facts of my past that I could make that happen. Once I passed that test, that ramped up my belief that I could do anything that I put my mind to. Because like I said, I was a 42 year old stripper. I was doing lots of drugs and lots of alcohol. And I still passed that fucking test. Passed it. Like I made a 79 or 81. I'd have to go back and look. But I, like, I did really well on the test. Considering I had to change my thought patterns. I had to change my belief structure. Your beliefs are just thoughts you keep thinking. I'm going to say that again. Your beliefs are just thoughts you keep thinking. If you want your beliefs to change, you have to change the way you think. Now, with the law of attraction, it's not just your thoughts. It's the emotions that trigger those responses from the universe. 
the more excited you are, the more happy you are, the faster you manifest the things it is because your belief, it, your belief is that you can have it, that you will have it or that you're going to get it. And you have that expectation. So let's talk about the word expectation for a second. If you expect shitty things to happen, guess what? The universe is going to be like, okay, let me help you believe that more shitty things are going to happen. If you have the expectation that everything always works out for you and that everything is going to happen in your favor and that everything happens for you and for your benefit, and it is going to be a blessing to you, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it's going to bless you in some way then the universe is going to be like, yes, let me give you the benefit. Yes, let me give you what you expect. My expectation is to be a best-selling author with Dear Victim, it's time for us to break up now. I will be a best-selling author with this book. That is my belief. That has been my belief since I finished writing the, the first draft of my manuscript. For real. That has been my belief. Went through the whole editing process. I was very intentional about how the book cover came about. I was very intentional about the way the, the title of the book looks on there. Why I chose it to look the way that it looks. Like everything had intention. And everything has worked out perfectly with this book. And so my expectation with this book is to hit bestseller. Because that has always been my intention. So it is. You get what you think about. You get what you believe. You get whatever you put out. I mean, you hear it all the time. Birds of a feather flock together. If you think about the people in your life, you want, you want to know where you're at in life. Look at the people around you. Are the people around you succeeding? Are the people around you, do they have a financial status it is that you aspire to have? Do they, are they raising great kids? Do you admire their kids? Are they raising great humans to put out into the world for the rest of us to, to, to associate with? Are they, are they givers? Or do they go to church? Like, are they, are the, do they have a great social circle? Do they have, you know, do they have a house that you would love to have? Like, what, is it, what does that look like for you? Or are they people that are always sitting out on the porch, doing nothing, drinking a beer, going to the bar on the weekends, they don't have no goals, they're Netflix, Netflix binging. And they, like, don't get me wrong, I have, I have nothing against Netflix. I have nothing against Hulu. I have nothing against going to the movies, having a good time. But when that becomes your routine and your way of life, you are killing your soul slowly. You say that again. All of those things are benefits of life. You can watch a Netflix, catch, a, catch your favorite show. Great. Catch your favorite movie. Great. Go hang out with friends. Great. But when that becomes your routine and you have nothing else to live for other than a party on the weekend and the only thing you're worried about is how drunk you're going to get, who's going to buy the bottle at the bar, or how many six packs you can kill between Friday and Sunday before you have to go back on Monday. If you have severe anxiety on Monday because you're going to a job that you hate, something in your routine has got to change. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. That is the definition of insanity. So I am here. That is a merry-go-round that you need to get the fuck up off of. So I am here. Sorry, not sorry. I am here to take my stick, jam it into your merry-go-round and throw your ass off in the bushes so that you can wake up. I need you to wake up. You, were, you did not come to this earth. You did not get born into this body. You did not come to this earth to live an average ass fucking life. You came to create an extraordinary life that you are proud of. You came to leave a legacy for your family that will know who you are for eternity, for generations to come. Like, think about this. Do you know who your great-grandfather was? What about your great-great-grandfather? What about your great-great-great-grandfather? grandfather. Do you know who those are? Who, do you know who those people are? Without doing a genealogy record to figure out and following your family tree. So let's, let's preface that. Without doing a genealogy record and, and finding out your family tree that way. Before you did that, did you know who your great-great-grandfather was? Your great-great-great-grandfather or your great-grandmother? Most of us know who our grandparents are, but do you know your great-grandparents or your great-great-grandparents? Do you know any of your aunts or uncles, great aunts and uncles? How about great, great aunts and uncles? Do you know any of them? Probably not. 
You know why? Because they left you nothing to remember them by. They left no legacy for you to remember them by. Do you have kids? Do you have grandkids? Like I'm 50, I'll be 52 in September. So me being 52, I got two grown children and a beautiful daughter-in-law and soon to be beautiful. Uh, I have soon to be, I, I can't call my, my soon to be son-in-law. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't call him beautiful, but like I, I have a wonderful man in my daughter's life. And, you know, hopefully one day, fingers crossed, he's going to be my son-in-law. He's a, a, a great father to my granddaughter. I have three, I have three grandchildren. My son and my daughter-in-law have two. My daughter has one. Everything that I do, every breath that I take is about making my life so stellar that my legacy to my grandchildren's 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 grandchildren will know who I am without having to do a genealogy record. They're going to have this book with my name on it and say, my Gigi wrote this book. My Gigi did life retreats. My Gigi owns this life retreat. My Gigi owns this island. She left that to us. This is our legacy. This is what we're doing. This is how we're making an impact on this planet. My Gigi wants to help people heal. My middle granddaughter wants to be a brain surgeon because she, she knew this. Let's see. She's 11 now. She knew before the age of nine. She was like, yeah, mommy, I'm going to be a brain surgeon. I want to take tumors out of people's head and so they can live an awesome life. That's coming from an eight-year-old. We are feeding that dream. We will never let anybody kill that dream until she decides she doesn't want that dream anymore. If she decides she doesn't want it, whatever her dreams are. My oldest granddaughter, she loves horses. She wants to do something with horses, whether that's have a horse farm, whether that's raising horses, having a, I, I, I don't know what that looks like. And I told her the next time I come home, let's look up ways that she can make money with horses. That's what, that's her love is horses. And my grandson, his is video games. So we're going to figure out how to set him up a YouTube channel where people can watch him play YouTube or do whatever so he can have money coming in off of that. Turn them into entrepreneurs early. Like that's going to be part of my legacies to help them do those things. I have dreams. I have goals. And my life is extraordinary. And if you looked at my life at 2009 to 2000, uh, really, 2000, you know what? Just read the book. (laughs) My life up until I became a personal trainer, when I turned right and said, I'm not living that life anymore. And even though I still had a good two years of making changes and and, and just because you make those changes doesn't mean that everything's just all hunky dory. Like I still have struggles and trials just like everybody else does. That doesn't change because you make the decision to chase a dream. Like I don't want, like I'm human. Just like everybody else, I have days where I have, I, I don't have bad days. I, I will say that. I might have bad moments in a day, but I don't have bad days. I may, I may have a moment where I get frustrated or pissy about something. I say what I need to say. I do some meditation and then I'm done with it. Like it, I don't let it, I don't put my happiness in other people's pockets. I don't let my job control my emotions. I don't let my friends control my emotions. I don't let my significant other control my emotions. I don't let my children control my emotions. Although if anybody had the power to control my emotions temporarily, it would be my children because they're, they're the reason that I breathe. I, I love my children and everything that I do is to make them proud of their mom, number one, and to show them that if they put their mind to it, they can do anything it is that they want to do in life. Because if their mom at the age of, I, like at the age of 49, I ran eight Spartan races in one year. Eight. I got my double trifecta plus two races at 49. I set a goal and I hit it. You can do anything that you want to do, but you have to recalibrate your life daily. Look, so I have this thing called the self-awareness checkup. I'm going to put a link to it in my bio. If you haven't, uh, it's on my website at tamyloftus.com, but I'll, I'll put a direct link to it where you can just sign up for it and it'll take you, you'll have to hit a link in your email and then it'll let you download all of it. But the self-awareness checkup is where you evaluate the eight major areas of your life from one to 10. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in one of my previous podcasts, I kind of did this whole exercise on the podcast, but if you download it, you can look at it. So I have this wheel 
and you get to rank all these areas of, of your life from one to 10. One being like, oh my God, if something doesn't change, I just might die. To 10 being like, oh my God, my life couldn't be any better and there's nothing that you could do to make it any better. Uh, there, you may have some areas of life that you consider to be a 10. I would venture to guess that all, of your, all the areas of your life are not a 10. If they were, you probably would not be listening to my podcast. I would be listening to yours. People who have areas of life that are probably all of them are a 10 would be somebody like Warren Buffett. I'm, I, and I'm going to be perfectly transparent. All of my areas of life are not a 10. I, one, of the, one of the areas of life is your personal growth. You have to make a plan for personal growth because if you don't, you won't do it. There has to, you have to be a plan. What area, like how are you going to grow? Because it says in the Bible, if you're not growing, you're dying. The, the people without a vision perish. And I lived that life. I was a person without a vision and I damn near perished. I want to live and I want to live an extraordinary life. And I am living an extraordinary life. And so I, I do something to grow almost daily. I have I have plans and I set goals and I set dreams of one year, three year. And I typically do this quarterly. That's I, I reassess where I'm at quarterly. Like these things should be done by this month. These things should be done this month. These things should be done this month. And I check them off as I do them. And I, I, I'm really good about that. And it took a little while to, to get in the habit of doing that. But once I did it, it was super simple. But back to the self-awareness checkup. It's just, it, it, it's a mini goal setting exercise, but you have to know where you are before you can set, drop your pin on the Google Maps of life. So all of these eight major areas, it includes your emotional, spiritual, personal growth, financial, professional relationships. Uh, all of those are included. And you rank them from one to 10. One being worst, 10 being best at anything in between. All of them could be a one, all of them could be a 10 or anything in between, as I said. Then you, you gotta be honest with yourself, man. You've gotta be transparent with yourself. Like, why am I here? You know what I mean? Like you have to take responsibility for where you are in your life right now. Now that you're aware, okay, I'm ranking this area of my life a three. Why is it a three? Is it mainly a three because you're not focusing on it or you've had some things happen and you can't get out of that rut? You, you're in that momentum of going down the hill towards the bay in San Francisco. And so now you like, you just got to let the car go. You just, you, you just got to let it hit the bay, do you some meditation, go to sleep and start over tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like that, the only way to get that negative momentum to stop, like I said earlier, and I don't think I went all the way through that because I'm jumping everywhere because I'm so fired up about this subject. Only way to stop negative momentum once it gets started is go to sleep, meditate or die. And personally, I would prefer you not die. <laughs> I would prefer that you either go to sleep or meditate and live to talk about it another day. <laughs> Or rather not talk about the negative shit anymore ever again and find something positive that comes out of it. When you catch that negative thought, say, you know what, this might have happened, but this is what I learned and I know it's all going to work out. That's how I started. I would catch negative, when bad, so when I wrecked my car and I totaled my car the second time in six months, like I, like I could have very well died in that one. I, I had an off-duty police officer drift over to my lane because he was texting while he was driving and... He, he hit my car. I was trying to regain control. I hit the wall. Somebody rear-ended me. I hit the wall again. They rear-ended me again. I hit the car. I hit the same truck that hit me in the first place. And then I started spinning across four lanes of traffic, hit somebody, I guess one of those same cars, as I was spinning across four lanes of rush hour traffic. And I hit a guardrail and almost went over the edge. The inside of my car stayed a perfect bubble. I may have totaled my car, but the blessing in that was I had my life. I walked away with a minor concussion, a little bit of whiplash, and a cut on my knee. The other blessing that came out of that is that my insurance paid off my car, and I had gap insurance that paid off any additional debt on top of it. So I walked away owing nothing. The blessing in that was I still had a healthy body and I could walk to and from the bus stop, which was two and a half miles away, one direction. The blessing was they have great public transportation in Atlanta where I could get to and from work and I never missed a day for an entire year riding that bus. I found the blessings in those things when most people would have let me play my pity party and say, oh, baby, it's okay. 
but I was not willing to go backwards. I was not willing to lose everything it is that I had worked so hard to get. I was not willing to let myself play the pity party, lose my apartment, lose my utilities, and, and just like go backwards 10 years because that's what would have happened. I stayed focused. I had people who came and got me and made sure I made it to church every Sunday. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Michelle. They kept my head on straight. I remember there was a time that me and Lisa sat in her car and I was sharing part of my story with her and I, I just cried because it, one, it felt good just to get it out, but I needed, I needed that release and she was there. And I so, I, I don't even know if she knows how much I appreciated her. So Lisa, when you hear this, just girl, thank you. I love you. And you're amazing. You get to change your life when you make the decision to change your life. Can't nobody change your life for you. You and only you get to decide when you change your life. It is that you have to take a step. It, it will feel scary. And for those of you, this is your first time listening to my podcast. I, I, I talk about this too. And many of my podcasts, you know, excitement and fear are kissing cousins. Okay. So you know how you feel when you, your, your heart races and you get a little sweaty when you're, when you get scared, you feel that the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Well, what does it feel like when you get super excited about something? Your hands get clammy, your heart races, the hair stands up on the back of your neck because you're excited. Well, instead of leaning into the fear, because that's our go-to, that's our comfort zone, because we've been living in that fear and in that arena for so long. Why don't you lean in to the excitement of what it is that you're working toward and let the fear be, be, the, be the fuel that you pour on your fire to take you to the next level? There is no reason whatsoever for anybody to ever live an average life unless you choose to. And if you choose to stay where you are in life right now, doing the same shit over and over and over again at a job that you hate where they're paying you just enough not to quit and you do just enough not to get fired, you're going out on the weekends with the same friends doing the same thing and only the faces have changed. You're binge watching, binge watching Netflix on the regular you come home and you can't wait to watch the same TV shows over and over and over again. And then you go to bed and you start it all over again. If that's your existence here in life and that's what you want, you give up all right to bitch, moan and groan about your life because that is your choice. I do not want to hear. I don't have time. You got time. You just don't want to make you. You just don't want to give up your mind numbing bullshit that you watch or listen to every single day to keep you from going to the next level. You, my dear friends, are in charge of all of the input that goes into your head. All of it. Everything that you listen to, whether it's a podcast, whether it's the radio, whether it's TV or whatever, you know, CDs, whatever. The people around you, your circle, your inner circle. You are in charge of what you listen to. You are in charge of what you watch. You are in charge of how you feel. There can be shitty things happen and it can make you feel bad. When, when shitty things happen, you have a choice. Turn left, turn right, go straight, but don't sit there. Do not sit there. My backstory is huge. And I, I, it, when people hear my story, I suck the air out of their lungs. They're like, oh my God, like how, how are you standing right here and being so happy and positive and, and inspirational, lifting other people up after your own mother sexually abused you, your own father sexually abused you, your stepdad raped you, you lost everything that you owned four times in your life. How are you standing here doing what is it? Because I made a choice. I made a decision that life was better, lived happy. Happiness is a choice. Everything you do is a choice recalibrating how you think about your life, changing your perspective on how you look at the things that happened in your life will change your life and not ever change any of the facts. You and only you can change your life. Once you take that step and say, yes, this is what I'm going to do and this is going to change and I'm going to make sure that this changes and you take that step, watch how the universe responds. It's, oh, they're ready to go. Come on. They're, you're going to start intersecting with other people that can help you along the way. You're going to notice that money just starts showing up that you didn't know you had coming. How about that new job offer that you just got because you made a decision that you wanted to change? All kinds of things can start happening in your favor. 
if you just make the decision that you want something to change. Don't be afraid to change, man. Change is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And when you change, your life changes for the better. And you can create whatever kind of life it is that you want. So I am going to say that I know I was all up in your grill today. <laughs> I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. I'm not, I am not even going to apologize. I'm not. Because I, I don't even know a lot of you that listen to my podcast. I have over 5,000 listeners on my, on my podcast already. 5,100 actually as of this morning. I love you guys. I heart radio getting added here. Guys, like, welcome to Life Awakening Cali Tammy. Life Awakening Cali Tammy style. Like, I love you. And I'm going to be up in your grill each and every week, motivating you, pushing you, inspiring you, trying to pull you, drag you, whatever it looks like to get you to be the best you that you can ever be. To create a legacy for your family that will awe the masses. That's what this life is for. I want you to choose happiness and choose joy. I want you to always choose love. And most of all, I want to awaken your life. Love you guys to the moon and back. Don't forget, I will see you tomorrow on our seven-day podcast blast. It will be day number five where I am announcing the big trip giveaway for those that buy my book and follow the instructions that will be listed in great detail on my show notes on what you got to do. I love you guys so, so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Make sure that you hit that follow button. Make sure you hit share. Make sure you leave me a comment and let me know what you think. I would love to share your thoughts and comments on my next show. Love you guys. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye now.